This is TM Views. This is a new segment here on this morning. Uh, we invite uh, prominent experts, uh, get their uh, views, opinions on major news developments. And we are pleased and honored to have joining us here in the studio, Professor Kim Gi-chang. Professor Kim, it's uh, been quite a long time. Uh, I've had the pleasure to see you in person, and it is very good to see you again. Likewise. Thank you. Well, we want to talk about topics that uh, are of personal interest uh, to you. I think that uh, it is an auspicious uh, day to talk about this because we just passed the uh, second anniversary of the uh, Panmunjom Declaration. Uh, uh, Your views, first of all, the significance, and and we're seeing more movement on this, this connection of the inter-Korean railway, the uh, hypothetical from the uh, south of the peninsula all the way to to, uh, Berlin. Uh, Do we still think this is a feasible possibility? Um, I hope so. I very much hope so. Um, But first, about Panmunjom Declaration two years ago, that is uh, a very significant event in the inter-Korean exchanges, which obviously started from Kim Dae-jung era. And then significant steps have also been made uh, during Romuhyun era. And then uh, during Moon Jae-in presidency, that continuation was even more amplified. But Of all these important events, the Panmunjom Declaration, in my view, was one of the most impressive events, not least because of this uh, very striking imagery of two leaders, you know, having a long extended meeting, very kind of intimate, unusual in the diplomatic uh, circle. That that imagery sent a a great message to to the whole world, and that uh, is very important and significant. Um, But um, for practical exchanges, we do have this uh, connection of railway lines, which has many symbolic meanings, but also it has uh, uh, many practical uh, implications as well. Because of uh, obvious uh, logistic uh, uh, consequences, if there is rail connection, a lot of business in Korea, even in Japan, could benefit from uh, a, a, an alternative path to send sh- uh, commodities or products to Europe or Russia or China. So that's an important logistic and economic reason, but also uh, it has diplomatic and uh, military security implications as well. We have a uh, situation now where uh, there is a clear mandate for this current administration, uh, for this current ruling party, 180 seats. Uh, It's been said now that uh, short of constitutional change, uh, you can pretty much do anything you want as far as policy-wise. In terms of support for uh, re Uh, engaging with North Korea. Obviously, two sides uh, have to uh, be present uh, to have that happen. Uh, It does not seem like, as we've seen from this uh, election, that these familiar kind of red-baiting, commie-baiting type of tactics do not work. Uh, You cannot say, oh, this government is going to become communist or this is a socialist government. It does not move voters anymore, although it does lead to a former North Korean defector to be elected as an assemblyman from the uh, the wealthy district of, of Gangnam. How do we resume Uh, engagement uh, with North Korea because uh, obviously uh, we have a pandemic but we do have this as President Moon said uh, with this crisis comes an opportunity Mm. Before the election the the parliamentary election the general election um, some people said or expected or hoped that uh, uh, the opposition party might do pretty well largely 
based on their observation of this somewhat vociferous or noisy protest, uh, which were held weekly in city centre. The so-called flex squad on fairly elderly people who firmly believe that Moon Jae-in is a communist mm-hmm. and there are all these conspiracy theories they really bought. But the election clearly and conclusively showed that they, their voice is basically irrelevant. Um, so the so-called uh, red bait and this sort of uh, Cold War style attack against Moon Jae-in government, in my view, is not going to be uh, uh, operational Mm. anymore. So what is the remaining hurdle to the inter-Korean engagement and path towards peace uh, in Korean Peninsula? Unfortunately, I think at the moment, it's the United States, Mm. which poses the biggest challenge to peace and engagement and uh, conciliation between uh, two Koreas. Um, In diplomatic term, U.S. has been talking about CVID and U.S. has been imposing sanctions. But these two discourse, like CVID or sanctions against North Korea, they are the, you know, in common parlance, in a normal talk, basically U.S. has been saying loud and clear that they don't want uh, peace. In, North, uh, in Korean Peninsula. They don't want engagement. They don't want South Korea and North Korea become friends. They want military confrontation. That's very clear. In diplomatic term, they have been talking about exactly that message in a roundabout way. You know, you know we have to impose sanctions against uh, North Korea or we need to demand a complete verifiable whatever, you know, denuclearization. Right. But basically, in ordinary men's talk, that means that U.S. does not want peace in in Korean Peninsula. So that's the biggest challenge Moon administration is facing at the moment. How can there be any uh, optimism uh, on that front? Because uh, I know for... Many progressives here in Korea, uh, in regards to Donald Trump, it's a one-issue thing, right? I mean, we we can bemoan all of his other uh, personal problems, his regular policies, his his racism, and, and all of that. But because of his sort of singular drive with his unprecedented engagement with Kim Jong Un specifically, there was a lot of hope here. But it's very clear that he cannot control the actual apparatus here, as you say, in, in regards to sanctions, in regards to overall North Korea policy. If you have another. Uh, Uh, president who comes into office, whether it's a Democrat, whether it's a uh, Republican, it's going to be the same Heritage Brookings line of thinking. Uh, Is there any optimism then? Because you're saying that's the main uh, impetus. Mm. Uh, How is that going to change? Not an easy uh, task, I'm afraid. Um, In my view, uh, President Trump uh, has basically abandoned his Mm -hmm. drive towards peace in Korean Peninsula Presumably because he realized that uh, opposition within the U.S. is much stronger and deeply rooted than he uh, imagined. But one thing he did, uh, in my view, somewhat positively, is to put North Korean leader in a semi-legitimate light. Mm. Uh, That is something no other U.S. presidents have so far done. Uh, Trump, you know, even said he's in love with Kim Jong-un, which 
which is uh, you know a, a jocular way of saying yeah. or uh, or putting North Korea. That he's a normal a, guy. Yeah, he's a normal guy. So that's that's one important contribution. But unfortunately. President Trump's contribution ends there. Mm. Uh, I don't think there is any uh, further uh, effort uh, from the U.S. side. And I don't think the Democrat uh, candidate, presidential candidate, uh, poses any hope for Korean issues either. So um, this is really a moment in Korean history where Koreans must take their destiny into their own hands rather than expecting U.S. to do anything good for the Koreans. Final uh, bit of a note here. You have to have uh, the uh, two Koreas eventually re-engage, but that will depend on the uh, top-down system that uh, presently exists in North Korea. There's been wild speculation as to the uh, health of the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Apparently, uh, some report coming out of NK News, which was picked up by CNN, which because of the name CNN uh, was then uh, frantically spread through all uh, parts of the world, including Korean conservative media. Uh, It was a single source story uh, originally with the NK News, uh, very specific about the the supposed uh, surgery, the operation that he went through, the place he was in. But it's turned into a feeding frenzy. I I see it quite prominently in in Western media, especially uh, with uh, uh, his health, uh, then the succession discussions. How do you sort of uh, perceive this this media coverage, which has eventually filtered here to Korea as well? Um, I think it's it's quite ridiculous, honestly. Um, Every day these days you you hear news media, the so-called news media, including CNN, saying, Today we don't have any information, but, and then they they go on speculating, which is not the task or job of a a responsible media. If they don't have any information, they should stop talking about it. But why do they do it? Why are they feeding this frenzy about the death or health of North Korean leader? I'm afraid they they are still, you know, amplifying this, the good old uh, red baiting or or pumping up this scare about uh, potential military confrontation in Korean Peninsula. In short, the, the side of the media or the side of the political faction who would love to see firing up of confrontation or war or, or serious uh, conflict, strife, they are just feeding this media fren- frenzy. And I think this is uh, not a good uh, current for engagement policies. We don't need any of these unfound, uh, unfounded uh, speculation about what will happen if North Korea collapses. I don't think North Korea collapses. So uh, we have very concrete engagement uh, pl- plans and tasks, including the connection, reconnection of railway road. And also, I think in terms of diplomatic or international law uh, aspects, we do now have to serious, seriously talk about peace treaty. Mm. Many people erroneously assume that peace treaty must be done at one go involving US or China or North Korea, South Korea. I don't think so. Peace treaty can be... Uh, can be uh, implemented step by step. I don't think all these countries need to be involved at one go. 
At the first stage, I think just North Korea and South Korean governments, just two governments can can enter into peace treaty. And then let the other countries uh, or other entities uh, do what they want to do. I think if two Koreas actually go ahead and and take concrete steps towards peace treaty uh, and China also supports then you know US right. might look somewhat ridiculous you know still insisting on war which has been unoperational for the past 70 nearly 70 years yeah and bottom line maybe uh, there is a health question but We do not know, and as you point out, uh, that should have uh, no bearing going forward as to re-engagement, uh, the uh, connection of the inter-railways, and uh, some of these uh, future interesting legal questions of uh, how to go about, uh, once and again, once and for all, uh, ending officially uh, this uh, Korean War sure, it's legacy. Really, yeah, it's really time for thinking out of the box at the moment. Okay. Well, Professor Kim, as always, a pleasure. Great to see you again. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you uh, as often as uh, your schedule will permit. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.